Welcome back to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today, we're brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. What does it mean to lend your voice to the pet care industry? And what is the role of a local organization in helping set our standards and develop each other? Today, we're so excited to talk to the board of directors of the brand new Florida Pet Services Association about why they formed, how important it is to lend your voice to the industry, and about the summit that they have coming up later in this year. We are joined by Heidi Lewis-Praco, Doug Keeling, Amber Van Dinsen suarez and Savannah Westwood. Let's get started. Hi, yeah, so I'm Heidi Lewis Preco. I own Heidi and Hope Pet Services in Naples, Florida. We have been in business since 2018 and recently just celebrated our five years um, in business. Um, we do pet sitting, dog walking, pet transportation, and dog grooming. And we currently have four active staff members. So, hi, everyone. I'm Doug the Dog Guy. I'm the owner and founder of Bad to the Bone Pet Care. We're a team of pet sitters, dog walkers, and pet transporters covering Northeast and Central Florida. And I am serving as the vice president of the Florida Pet Services Association. And I'm super excited to be here and talking to y'all today. Hey, everyone. My name is Amber Van Denzen Suarez, and I own Attaboy Animal Care located in Central Florida as well. I serve as the secretary for Florida Pet Services Association. And when I'm not working with Florida Pet Services Association, our Attaboy company does pet sitting, uh, dog walking, mobile dog treadmill services, and adventure hikes. Hi, everyone. I'm Savannah Westwood, the owner and founder of the Savvy Sitter Pet Sitting and Dog Walking LLC located in lovely Orlando, Florida, particularly Winter Garden and Windermere. Um, We offer pet sitting, dog walking, pet taxi, and overnight stays for our clients here. And I am the president of the FPSA. Yeah, so we're here to talk about this new organization that you all have put together. And I just want to start off by asking you, why? Why was this something that you felt was needed? And and what's the mission? So, Colin, it's actually some credit to you a little bit. Um, One of your podcasts was with the Texas Pet Sitters Association. And I thought to myself, well, does Florida have something like that? And the answer was, no, it doesn't. And I got to thinking a little bit as far as, you know, why why not, why not make this bigger? So why not involve the pet industry as a whole? So including groomers and trainers, boarding uh, facilities, pet waste removal, vets and brick and mortar stores. And that's pretty much exchange businesses a lot, uh, business a lot with these uh, companies. So we, we share the same clients oftentimes. So um, credit to Colin and Pet Sitter Confessionals for having um, the Pet Sitters Association on board. Um, and then as well as, you know, connecting us visibly with Doug and Amber and Heidi, which I reached out to them um, wanting to see if they would be interested in starting this up. And the answer was across the board. Yes. <laughs> um, but we thought this was important for the state of Florida because it's a very diverse environment and opportunities and culture. Um, so we wanted to make sure that, you know, Florida had its own um, association for the pet industry. The mission statement is to promote professionalism, um, provide elite education and create a co- and connect professional relationships in the pet industry in the state of Florida. And long-term, our vision statement is to promote the highest level of excellence in the pet industry and advancement of pet care standards in the state of Florida. Um, Ultimately, that's what we all agree on. We want to definitely raise the bar across the board. 
And why was it important for you to make the association more than pet sitting and dog walking? Why, why were you interested in including other pet care services? I think we, as a whole, we deal with a lot of different um, pet industry fields. And I think it's important to involve them because we're always learning something from the vets and the groomers and, you know, current trends and whatnot. And, you know, we pass that along to our clients and, you know, I get asked a lot to write some of my um, uh, connections, you know, like, what do you do with X or Y in a situation as a pet sitter and dog walker? And I usually give them that information, but I think it's important, you know, because it's a great exchange of information and connectivity. Yeah, I mean, the, those two points of educate and connect, I mean, really are so important, especially in the modern age where everybody's off doing so many different things. It can be hard sometimes to come together and, and find a, a place where you can be connected and plugged in with people that don't don't just you know understand where you're coming from, but are also in your same circles, whether that is a groomer, a trainer, veterinarian, or whether or, or whatever they're doing. It, it really helps you be be a, be more professional in that aspect of being connected to that broader community. Yes, I agree. And that's what the point of FPSA is. With many associations, I, I know there are, there are rules, there are responsibilities, uh, there are things like that. So how are you planning on, on, on servicing your members? What kind of, what are you expecting to, to give them? And then on the flip side, what are their responsibilities for being a member of your association? really um, have some large goals associated with FPSA. But, you know, we kind of said, let's start with the thing that we saw the most need of, and that was camaraderie and education. Um, So we are have a handful of goals to start off with. But the first one is camaraderie, which we always start already started with. We have developed multiple Facebook groups that are available to um, Florida based companies uh, based on their industry specification in the pet care industry. So we have an FPSA groomers, FPSA dog trainers, FPSA pet sitters and dog walkers, et cetera, um, to allow for those persons to be able to form camaraderie connections and referral networks within the state of Florida. The secondary thing that we've already started, which we're very excited to announce, is our conference that will be coming up in August of this year. Um, So only a handful of months away, and it'll be in Orlando, Florida. This conference is open to not just Floridian-based company businesses, but anyone that is interested in coming to the Sunshine State uh, during uh, August uh, 23 through 25 of this year. This conference... uh, is a piece of that education part that we're very excited uh, to be doing for our members. And anyone that attends the conference automatically becomes a one-year member of FPSA. So since this is our first conference, anyone that attends the conference this year will be considered a founding member of FPSA, which is very exciting. Um, Other things that we are looking forward to doing is offering additional education opportunities, Uh, private membership access to a website eventually with those opportunities. Um, And then really, again, just growing the association, promoting professional standards to ensure that we as a whole are self-regulating ourselves prior to potential governments, you know, coming in and creating regulations without being in the industry itself. So really just being able to help those that are new into the industry form into the best pet professionals possible 
and the ones that are in the industry already uh, growing and changing and learning more to ensure the best outcomes for pet owners and pets themselves. Um, and we're very excited for all those things. And those are our lofty goals, obviously, but they're definitely in process and we know it's wanted and needed and we're very excited. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot going on with that. Uh, so you guys will be pretty busy. <laughs> but I, I, I do love when when you set up the different Facebook groups for the different sectors of the industry. I thought that was absolutely brilliant to bring people under the big umbrella so they can be part of the association, but then they can be part of these groups that are just a bit smaller, that are really focused on their their own things, so to allow people to commiserate and have camaraderie with those specific groups of people in, in their very niches of, of the industry. And I, I think that's a really great way to go about that, to help people bring come in, set those standards, and then have these smaller groups that people can be connected with. Even cooler thing about it that we're also doing is already in like many other states in the state of Florida, there was already some naturally created groups from other pet professionals based off of location or region. Um, for example, Doug had created um, a regional group for the the northeast section of Florida. I had created one for more central Florida, Tampa Bay, uh, like central Florida, Tampa Bay. Uh, Savannah was part of one is part of one in mid central Orlando area. Uh, Heidi as well in the South West Florida, Naples area as well. And we wanted, there was already connections forming, um, but kind of um, not formally. And so because of that, we are really wanting to work with those fellow organizations that have already kind of started not formally and kind of help them come into the FPSA organization and allow for more regional, smaller chapters that allow for networking across the board for those professions. So each one of these areas can meet fellow groomers, trainers, pet uh, pet waste professionals, veterinarians, um, et cetera, and then allow that camaraderie and fellow referral networking in those smaller areas. And eventually having monthly networking meetings or Zoom-based ones or in-person ones. Some of these are already doing these already. And so why not become part of a bigger mission and statement to allow it to just flourish and then also go into areas that may not have that already as well. So we do have a goal of having geographic area, smaller organization meetups as well. Have you heard of Time to Pet? Dan from NYC Pooch has this to say. Time to Pet has been a total game changer for us. It's helped us streamline many aspects of our operation, from scheduling and communication to billing and customer management. Uh, We actually tested other pet sitting softwares in the past, but these other solutions were clunky and riddled with problems. Everything in Time to Pet has been so well thought out. It's intuitive, feature-rich, and it's always improving. If you're looking for new pet setting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessional. Really is about that importance of being plugged into a local group. I know that that comes up a lot on, on the podcast when you talk with people about, oh, I got to get connected to local, local, local. And and I, I think many times we can forget just just how important that is to us as an individual, us at the business level. But what does it look like? What does it mean to participate locally? Because now we've got local, we've got state, there's some national organizations. How do we go about finding our role and working in a local group like that? And really, what, is, what, what do you feel like that does to, to us and our perspectives? 
So, you know, the cool that, you know, whenever you start something and other people are interested in joining, is it not kind of intimidating to kind of enter a new era, a new organization with new people and not know the expectation of what that is? And that's why we kind of created a handful of kind of levels of depending on people's interest or frequency of interest of participating with FPSA uh, to be part of these FPSA specific um, role. Facebook groups such as FPSA Dog Walkers Pet Sitters. There's no charge with that. It's completely free. It's open to anyone that's in the region, you know, that that kind of realm in Florida. And so you could just passively be in those groups, watch what's being asked, answer what maybe is being asked, and then passively be participating in that. And then, you know, you have your next level of creating or already having part of these regional groups that are kind of already created. And that's, again, a, a free process that people can participate in it passively or as much as they want. Then you have the conference. Of course, that obviously has a financial piece associated with it. You'll be investing in a ticket, which includes that conference weekend, as well as your annual membership. And then the goal of that and your requirement is to hopefully attend the conference, obviously, right? <laughs> um, and then ultimately in the future, you know, there'll be opportunity, which we already have opportunities for volunteering within the organization uh, to help this because we are a nonprofit status organization, officially a 501c3. Um, and, you know, joining the board of directors, joining committees that will be forming to help with different parts of this organization uh, thrive and and flourish. And we already have a handful of other volunteers that are on our board of directors. Um, Shout out to them for helping us along with this process and joining us in these, you know, early times and and helping us grow. So it really is a diverse way of participating um, based off of person's um, choices, abilities, and financial abilities as well. Yeah. It's not always just about, getting something, right? You don't join an association or group, excuse me, you don't don't join an association or group just to get stuff, right? It's it's a great place to now reinvest back into the organization and into the industry as well, using your time, talents, or your treasures in some unique way. Why is that important? Why Why should we take time out of our busy days, our businesses, to go invest in something like this? The more people put into it, the more that we're able to, you know, return an investment, I guess would be the correct term. Like we are new, we are starting out, but it also gives people the opportunity to um, help mold it to something that they want to see. You know, we're, we're always open to um, receiving, you know, insight and suggestions and, um, wanting, you know, we may not have a specialty. We all specialize in certain things. So, um, you know, someone else may come in and say, Hey, have you tried it this way? Or have you talked to this person or have you talked to this topic? So having the opportunity to help mold something, especially in its infancy stages, uh, will go, will help it grow long-term. Right, because we have to recognize an association, a group is made up of individuals, right? Individuals doing something for the greater good, doing something that's bigger than themselves. So what's, what is our role in setting the industry up for success? Because that's what we're, this is all leading to, right? Is helping the industry be better. Setting it up as an industry as a whole is like, you know, as Amber was saying with the governance part is, you know, we don't want, you know, or we don't want the government to come in and kind of set orders. I think what Amber was mentioning in her initial conversation um, piece, but as well as, you know, we want to have that bar um, set up for 
you know, that level of professionalism and best practices and use services that um, kind of meet or mirror your own business. So insurance, employee handbook, level of experience, any type of certification and education is important. Um, like it will, ref- if we can raise us up all together, then that raises the bar as well. And we have to have to recognize that this industry that is turning into a multi, multi-billion dollar industry won't go unnoticed from the government and regulations for long, right? It, it, it will start piquing people's interests and start bringing people into the industry going, okay, what's going on here? What's, what are we doing? And if the industry itself can turn and go, hey, here are some things you need to look at. Here are some things that we are already trying to get at and hand them a playbook that sets up sets us up to be a lot more successful than you know Amber and Savannah you mentioned having people outside the industry trying to come in and understand what we do because what we do is kind of weird and <laughs> and going here's here are some of our own standards and here's what we would like to see implemented even just ensuring that the persons in the future that want to grow into this industry and start in this industry we can all say it was very hard to start in this industry properly, successfully, and effectively right away, because there is not a handbook, like you said, for your state and how to do your professional pet care services in your state necessarily. And because of that, you're relying on other persons from other states, maybe, or maybe random connections you may have made to literally just call them and say, hey, how did you do this? in this state. Hey, I want to have employees. How did that work in, you know, your business? And to have an industry that allows for that to be successful already, it's going to allow for a lot more people to enter this industry, which we definitely need. While we all want more clients, we all can't handle all the animals out there currently. There's just not enough of us ratio-wise, whether you're, you're a groomer, a trainer, a you know pet waste management, dog walker, pet sitter, we need more people in this industry. And we need more quality people that are doing the best of the best care with the best of the best standards so we can refer network and then ultimately have less people have bad experiences with non-professionals. Yeah. I've been telling a lot of my clients as of late that um, all the good vets that I recommend out that there's a three month wait list. Yeah. And, and part of being a part of uh, being a part of a healthy growing industry is seeing new people coming in because that means growth. That means more opportunities. That means more niching down into things that we want to be doing. And we should look forward to that and encourage that as opposed to keeping an arm length that people are trying to block people from entering. We should going, okay, here are some things to work on. Here's some resources. Now let's go tackle this all together. That's a little bit about the, the association, but the thing that you all have coming up later this year is is a conference, and I would love for you to tell us more about that. And I know you mentioned the the importance of of education and how the conference is an outflow of that. But 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 really, you know, why did you feel like it was time or needed to host a conference there in Florida? Yeah, so um, I'm Heidi. Uh, I forgot to mention that I'm the, I serve as the treasurer um, for FPSA. So sorry about that. Um, so we decided to really focus on the conference because it's just a great way, especially post pandemic, for people to get together in person. I think everyone's kind of craving that interaction and you know those friendships and also kind of putting a name to a face. I know um, when I go to a conference. Um, it's just nice to like finally talk to someone that I've been talking to like through their business social media and put a face to their business name. Um, we, we also thought it would be a great idea for the conference because um, it's more of like a localized focus um, for like a local event. And it's 
kind of brings not just Florida people together, but everyone together. But we can also focus on commonalities that we all face in Florida. So like example, like hurricanes, um, wildlife, um, you know, different state laws. Um, so yeah, we just thought it'd be a great way to connect and um, kind of follow our camaraderie, um, as Amber was saying, um, and just a great way to meet people face to face. And also like conferences can be a lot of fun, um, not only just connecting with others, but leading with actual plan steps for your business and with resources that you can implement. I know in one of my previous conversations with with you, Heidi, you were talking about, you know, being being observant and being a, a vigilant of like things like cane toads and the danger that those pose to to dogs. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is not something we have in Missouri. So yeah, <laughs> those kind of specific local and it could be local ordinances or local state laws or licensing requirements or all these things that we see put out on Facebook or questions that people ask about, can I hire or what's this process or what are my legal obligations or how to put this contract? The first question we have to consider is, well, locally, what am I required to do? Because it's different everywhere. And having a place to go that's bringing that information in, not just you should have a contract, but here's what a really good Florida contract looks like and maybe you can get resources out to county levels or in different cities and the, the, those municipalities to have those resources now all of a sudden becomes really really powerful yes exactly pepperniels makes it easy to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart they have this awesome direct-to-customer gift model that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful personalized sympathy gift reaches your client or employee on your behalf all gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and even rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business gift perks account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is used on an as-need basis, there are no monthly or annual obligations or minimum purchase. Learn more at PetPerennials.com business program or register for a free gift perks account using the link in the show notes and on the website. Of the conference, what should people expect while attending? And because I know conferences can be a little overwhelming while they are fun, uh, how, how can people be best prepared for that? So when we were thinking about creating this, another conference, right, or a new conference for specifically kind of geared towards Floridians, but welcome to anybody. We, you know, even debated ever longingly on, do we use the word conference? Do we use other things? And we ended up limiting, you know, finally figuring out what the words and the value brings to the people that are coming to it. And that's why we landed on summit because really it was our goal was to bring a, a plethora of people uh, that are professional pet owner uh, business owners or managers to, into one area and to grow and um, move forward with their businesses. So this is our first conference that we are actually creating. None of us are conference creators or professionals. We're fellow pet business owners that saw a need for a professional meetup that provided educational opportunities, especially for businesses that have already been established, kind of already been doing this for multiple years in a row and are really looking for ways to um, grow, to potentially change, 
potentially add on things or to just better their current structures and processes. So we really are focusing on that for this conference as much as possible. Everyone is welcome, whether new into the field, wanting to grow into the field or already frequently established in the field. But honestly, what we're looking at is having over 16 speakers in two days. Now, this is a massive amount of speakers. We we decided we really wanted more speakers centered around certain subjects that kind of combine and work together, but having a vast amount more of opportunity to have these beautiful, amazing, educated brains that we have in the industry come and teach us everything that they need to know. Now, this is quite different than some other professional organization um, conferences that are currently happening that have a handful of speakers that do maybe a one, one and a half hour stint of speaking, have great content and you move on from it. We're actually doing a more workshop style process where the persons that are coming in instead of speakers are kind of workshop providers that are not just giving us great content, but something to work on or leave with completed once done in their their process. This is a great thing because I think so many of us have gone to conferences potentially before that we have so many ideas. We walk away with pages and pages of ideas and then we go, now what? Like, where do I start from here? So our goal was to have these workshop style speaker sessions that not just allowed for good content, but actually time to work on that content in a very specific format to finish and walk away with actually a a checked off to-do list process. This conference also allows for networking and socializing. Uh, Networking, many of us don't realize how important it is. Um, Even whether they're local to us or out of state to us, then we realize (laughs) networking is a great way to meet other businesses, see how they're doing it, pick their brains, get inspired from each other. And then really also let's just breathe, relax, complain a little and know what when they're talking our lingo and we know what were the complaints we're talking about people understand us okay (laughs) because there's only so much a spouse or friend that's outside of the pet industry really can understand unless they're actually living it day to day (laughs) well and you said because it is a more workshop style it's not really going to be a sit and passively receive information sounds like we need to show up prepared to do some work Yeah, absolutely. We are going to definitely recommend persons to bring their laptops or their iPads or whatever they frequently work on, have backup batteries with them because that's going to be a great thing for them. And then expect to walk out with a lot of inspired work to do even after these initial steps are created. We have speakers that are talking on HR and building an HR internally to your business. We have hiring processes. We have... um, Uh, Canva 101 and branding and design of your pet business. We have um, veterinarians coming to speak on um, professional aspects of that um, and personal goals and uh, scheduling and how to not just schedule your business, but to how to schedule your personal things into so you don't burn out as well. We have diversifying your business conversations. I mean, the list goes on and on. We're very excited to be posting that list very soon too um, with our ticket sales being open as well. 
Here in closing, could you tell us a little bit more about what membership looks like? Um, kind of, you know, do you have different levels or different things like that? And then where can people go for more information about the association and the uh, the summit that you're putting together? Our conference specifically is a ticket registration is open as of yesterday. Um, uh, we have early bird special pricing for the conference, which includes automatic membership to FPSA as well, um, which are initially ticket price is on sale for the early bird special of $199. Um, it will go up uh, to our two other tiers of pricing. So the normal pricing and then last minute pricing as well over the next few months. And all of those will include automatic membership. Um, and that is for anyone that joins the organization, uh, the conference will automatically join the organization as well. That is our current only membership option at this point in time. In the future, there may be other opportunities, but that's where we're starting off to keep it a little simple for everyone. <laughs> simple is always best, especially when first starting out so that you can communicate that well and people know how to fit in and then you can grow and adapt as you need. Yeah, and as far as going for more information and where to connect with you all, how best can people do that? Yes, you can head to our website. That's flpetassociation.org. And we're on Facebook as the Florida Pet Services Association. We're also on Instagram as the FL Pet Association. Uh, So definitely check us out there. And I also want to quickly mention that, you know, we are uh, very proud to be working with some of the larger organizations uh, in the pet industry. You know, Pet Sitters International is our uh, one, of, one of our sponsors, as well as the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Um, uh, Fetch Find and Time to Pet are also uh, sponsors of the summit. We are super, super excited to be working alongside them. You know, we all have things to uh, learn from each other, to work together. We're all in this together. Um, and uh, marketing, marketing solutions is also uh, one of our sponsors. You know, we're so we're very excited. Again, head to flpetassociation.org. Uh, you can read about all of our speakers and sponsors, see our lineup, and then you can buy your tickets there as well. And Doug, I appreciate you touching on that and that it's not a competition here. It's not exclusionary. It is important to be both connected at a local and national level and have communication and partnerships between both levels of organizations so that the industry can can be better. Because at the end of the day, that's that's what we all want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're all in this together and uh, we're all big one community here as pet professionals. Well, I want to thank you all for coming on today, and I will have all the links in the show notes where people can get signed up and registered today and join that and start contributing as well, because as the industry grows, it's going to require more and more people to have input, to have voices, and this is a wonderful way for people to do that. So thank you all for coming on, and I'm so excited to see what happens with the association and how it will grow and make the industry better. Thank you so much, Colin. Thank you for having us. What would it look like for you to be involved locally in a pet care industry kind of way? I know that not every state or area has a particular organization like Florida is putting together or how we've talked with Texas before, but would you be interested in starting one in your state and in your area? For us, there are really five reasons why people should be involved in a professional local organization specific to the dog walking and pet care industry. The first one is pretty obvious. 
networking opportunities. Being involved in a local organization specific to dog walking and pet care provides you with invaluable opportunities to meet and connect with like-minded professionals that can help you forge new partnerships, exchange ideas, or identify potential job opportunities or sharing opportunities or educational opportunities. It also opens doors for you in the industry in case you want to go on and try new things or build your skill set. Speaking of skill set, professional development is the second reason to be involved. You get access to things like workshops, seminars, training sessions that can help you stay current in this industry. By participating in these events, you yourself acquire new skills. They update your knowledge, enhance your professional growth. There's also access to industry-specific resources and research that can support your development as a business owner and as a leader in the industry. There are leadership opportunities. So number three, being an active member in the professional organization gives you opportunities to take on leadership roles within the group. You can serve on committees, organize events, present at local conferences, or make your own conference to showcase your skills and talents to people in the industry and help further their own education. They build these skills that are going to be invaluable to your career and allow you to give back. Number four, staying current with industry trends. This allows you to stay more informed on the latest trends, technologies, best practices, client expectations that are constantly changing. Regularly attending meetings and events helps you stay updated on important changes and developments that can impact your ability to stay in this career, whether that's local regulations, that's new laws, that's new tax things that are going into place that are going to help you stay competitive as a business owner. And then advocacy and representation. Local organizations advocate on behalf of their members and the industry as a whole. By being involved in a local group, you contribute to shaping policies, regulation, industry standards. You lend a voice to the creation and development of those things that we all want to see happen. We all talk about raising the bar, but what does that mean? Where do we get those ideas? How do we implement that? Being involved in a local organization allows you to have a voice in the shaping of the future of the industry. It ensures that your voice is heard and that the interests of your professions are represented at a local, regional, and even national level. And that is what is so exciting about the future, is that more people are going to have an opportunity to have a voice, to have input, to create the best possible dog walking and pet sitting industry to serve more people and to be inclusive for all. We want to thank our sponsors this week, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials for making the show possible. And we really want to thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to you lending your voice to the industry in the future. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll be back again soon. I'm <laughs> sorry.